the bell is wrong. Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's Raw Review edition of In Ring Reality. I, of course, am your host, Josh Rosowskis, where the big takeaway from Raw was that Sasha Banks has pinned the Raw Women's Champion, Asuka. So let's get into how it all went down. The show opened up with a contract signing which featured Asuka, Sasha Banks, of course, company by Bailey, Drew McIntyre, and Dolph Ziggler, the champions and challengers for the two Raw main events at Extreme Rules Horror Show. However, before the typical situation that we're used to seeing, which of course would be everyone at a table ready to sign the contracts, the chaos actually started before the contracts were signed as Bailey and Sasha and Asuka were all going at it on a cold open to Raw. So that was a really entertaining way to do it. And instead of having it as two separate contract signings, they had it as one giant contract signing, which then set up the main event match later in the night. The champions, WWE champion Drew McIntyre and Raw Women's champion Asuka teaming up to face off against the challengers, one half of the women's tag team champions, Sasha Banks, and her partner, Dolph Ziggler, which then led to Sasha getting the victory over Asuka via pinfall as she countered the Asuka lock. This was a great match. Really, really, really good performance from everybody involved in this match. Just a really fantastic match. One of the better TV matches in a long time. So if you're going to go out of your way to see something from Raw and you haven't seen it because you purposely listen and watch shows like this to hear what pundits say about it, to know if it's worth watching, at least go out of your way to watch this match. Now, of course, the really interesting scenario that comes out of Sasha getting the victory here is just how is the Raw Women's Championship match going to be booked at Extreme Rules Horror Show? Because I think it's too soon to take the title off Asuka. I think Asuka's majorly over. Asuka seems to be one of WWE's favorite workers ever since putting the Women's Tag Team Championships on to Sasha Banks and Bayley. They sure as heck have booked Sasha very, very strong, and it may be a situation where they want to have the best friends, the role models, have all the gold. And if Sasha wins the Raw Women's Championship, she's the one person probably on the roster right now that I would not be upset at winning the Raw Women's Championship from Oscar because she is a tremendous worker and has always been extremely underrated. If you saw her work in NXT, you know exactly what I'm talking about, and you'll get a chance to see more of that this Wednesday, by the way, as she's going to head to NXT to take on in a non-title match, NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai, which I cannot wait to see. The first match of the night was Selena Vega's team of Andrade and Angel Garza taking on the Viking Raiders beforehand. They were interrupted in a backstage interview by the Big Show. So 
that is something that'll come into play later on. Just FYI here, but as you can probably guess, there was more trouble in paradise, more dissension teased between Andrade and Angel Garza, despite Selena Vega seemingly having them on the same page last week. I really, like I said, I like the idea of them going after the tag team titles and being on the same page, but after Raw last night, it would seem that that is not the direction that creative is going in right now. Despite the issues, the team of Andrade and Garza get the victory over the Viking Raiders, which then leads the Viper Randy Orton's manager, Ric Flair, to ask them for a conversation backstage, and it set up a match between the Big Show, Garza, and Andrade, but playing off Big Show interrupting them earlier for his business with Randy and Ric Flair building up the egos and the confidence of Garza and Andrade. So we'll cover the result of that match here in just a little while. Next up is a 24-7 championship rematch between new champion Tazawa and former multi-time record-holding 24-7-7-11 European heavyweight champion R-Truth. And R-Truth once again regains his baby, regains the championship in the victory here. We saw some humor later on in the night with R-Truth and Apollo and Ricochet and Cedric Alexander backstage where R-Truth talks about the title being a killer and running away from ninjas, saying that Ricochet might have been a ninja in disguise because he was trying to fool our truth because he was his favorite superhero. And Ricochet's like, man, look, I'm not a ninja. So, yeah, continual funny stuff from our truth and good stuff from Tozawa. But like I keep saying, I just think that the 24-7 championship has run its course. And I wish that they would find something other comedic or maybe even let our truth get away from the comedy and just be a serious wrestler again. We'll have to wait and see if that ever actually takes place. But yes, for those trying to keep track, R-Truth is once again the champion. The Rey Mysterio, Seth Rollins, Buddy Murphy, and Aleister Black, and Humberto Carrillo saga continued as Rey and Dominic were on the Titan Drunk confronting Seth, who came out to ask Rey's forgiveness for everything that he is going to do to him. Because Ray continues to stand in the way of the greater good. Ray apologizes to Dominic, says to Dominic, I'm going to have to do something as sinister to Seth as what Seth did to me to teach Seth a lesson. Dominic's like, I forgive you, F.A. Then Alistair Black and Humberto Carrillo come out. They have a tag team match. It was a great back and forth match. And in the end, it was... Seth Rollins getting the final laugh as he puts the Rey Mysterio mask onto Alberto Carrillo, the one that he has been carrying around, of course, since taking out Rey's eye. He puts that on to Alberto and stomps Alberto on to the steel steps after failing to take his eye out. Still leaves a very strong message to Carrillo and Black. I'm just a huge fan 
of the Money Night Messiah and what Seth is doing with his character. Like I said, as long as he feels that Becky is okay enough for him to safely be around wrestling and he's still here, I'm just loving every second that he's on my screen. This is his best character ever in WWE, in my opinion, without question. One thing of note, though, is that Austin Theory was not on Raw. And, of course, there is stories that someone involved in a major storyline may be one of those ones infected by world events. So it does make you wonder if that's possibly Austin Theory as he was not on the show. We'll have to keep an eye out and see if any news on that comes out later in the week. Next up, Ruby Riot took on one half of the Iconics, Peyton Royce, in a very solid but very short match. Peyton Royce picks up the victory here, which accomplishes two things. Number one, it gets the Iconics a little bit of that momentum back after their recent losses involving their quest to become women's tag team champions. So whenever they want to go back to that spinning plate and do so with some credibility, they can because the Iconics don't look like complete losers. Ruby Wright gets a loss here, which actually moves her reported storyline, or seemingly in the direction of, I should say, not necessarily reported, speculated on, but seemingly that does seem to be the direction they're going in after what we saw last week. And of course, I'm talking about the Liv Morgan reunion between her and Liv, and in two-thirds of the Riot Squad reunion between Ruby and Liv. I nearly forgot to mention because it literally is that forgettable to me that earlier before her match, Ruby Riot was talked to backstage by Lana, who was building up Natty as a savior of the women's division, something that Ruby Riot, of course, did not take to heart. Lana having to spin this storyline on her own while Natty is temporarily away for cautionary measures as TJ had a fever during the recent breakout at the Performance Center of Affection by World Events. Her having to carry the storyline by herself, Lana, definitely does not help things because it was already a terrible storyline because she's involved in it and when she has to carry things on her own, heaven help us all. Sadly, unfortunately, the only two things I didn't like about this show, the Lana segment and the Big Show segment, were back-to-back as we did get that previously discussed one-on-two handicap match between Angel Garza and Andrade trying to help out Randy Orton and gain respect back for themselves at the behest of Ric Flair against the Big Show. The Big Show won here, and like I said last week, just like Lana, Big Show has been somebody career-wise that I just cannot get into. No matter what incarnation he's been, I'm just not a fan of Big Show. So for me, the quicker this match was, the better. And thankfully, it wasn't very long with the Big Show picking up the victory. And as I said before, WWE is really going to have to do something to really convince me why I need to be invested in the storyline. Because right now... With the Big Show involved in it, it just feels like a step backwards for Randy Orton and there's nothing about it that excites me, to be honest with you. 
Apollo Crews took on MVP in a non-title match. MVP wins after some outside distraction by Bobby Lashley, which then leads to Lashley coming out and further attacking Apollo, which enables the team of Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. It's good to see them back on TV, although I don't know why they're suddenly so buddy-buddy with Apollo. But hey, at least it's three faces doing something together. But they help Apollo break free of the beatdown by Bobby Lashley with the full Nelson. This all comes after an interview segment with MVP talking about why Apollo Crews should have taken him up on his opportunity to become his manager. And Apollo was like, MVP, you don't care about anybody but yourself. If you did, you would have just taken my answer, my no answer, and just ran with it. So they're doing a good job of keeping this plate spinning. And I actually am pretty entertained by this storyline. However, I do feel kind of bad for Bobby Lashley going right back down to the mid-card scene. But maybe it's better for him also because if they don't have plans for him to become the WWE Champion anytime soon, maybe he should be in a mix where he's a little bit more believable and the United States title three-way picture with himself, his manager MVP, and Apollo Crews just may be the right fit for that. And that'll do it. That was this week's Monday Night Raw, as we've already talked about the main event segment, as it was our big takeaway from this week's show. I really liked this week's Raw. I thought it was very strong all the way through. It was really entertaining all the way through, with the exception of those two storylines that I'm just not into right now, involving Lana, Natalia, Big Show, and Randy, but overall, a very solid show, and you know what, I never thought I would say this, but maybe Bruce Pritchard's era of Monday Night Raw and having one head of creative is actually better for Monday Night Raw than Paul Heyman, because both of these episodes have been consistently entertaining. So, as always, do let me know what you think about it, either by chiming in in the comment section down below on YouTube and Facebook if you're watching, or if you're listening on your preferred podcast platform of choice, you can, of course, chime in via social media at Reality on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or use our email address of inringreality at gmail.com. Don't forget, if you are a podcast listener, please do consider, even if it's not your podcast platform of choice, to give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts so we can grow in the algorithm and make this show bigger and better and reach a bigger audience and subsequently make it a better show for all of you. Also, if this was your first time here and you're a watcher, do consider giving us that subscribe and that bell notification ring on YouTube and or that follow on Facebook so you don't miss out on any future episodes of the show. And as I always like to say, life is only as good as what you choose to make it to be. So make the choice to do something great today.